Hello, sweet friends, and welcome to Breakdowns, Breakthroughs, and Awakenings. My name's Rochelle, and I will be your host and guide as we navigate exploring some of the darker, more taboo areas of this beautiful journey called life. On top of being a spiritual intuitive and an intuitive energy worker, I'm also someone who has worked through a lot of personal trauma from this life and lives before. And what I've found is that though our darkest moments have the ability to completely break us down, they can also apply the right amount of pressure that we need to break through and awaken to our soul's true purpose. I created this podcast to shine light on the shadows we all have, to offer hope to those who are struggling and to allow a safe space for those of us who want to dig deeper and fully commit to our healing journeys. Only when we bring our shadows into the light are we able to transmute and heal. And right now, the world needs that more than ever. We'll talk about everything from spirituality to mental health, conscious kink to religion, and anything else you request. This is a non-judgmental space and I am here to serve for the highest good of all. I hope you enjoy and I encourage you to connect with our community. Find us on Facebook or Instagram using the links in the show notes or book a card reading. I would absolutely love to open up my channel and pass along any messages the divine has for you at this time. Remember, though life in this chaotic world can feel very lonely, you are never alone. I am always sending love, and we'll speak soon. Hello, my darling friends. Guess what time it is? It's 11.44. It's 11.44 as I sit down to record this episode that has been brewing for quite some time. God versus the universe, 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 universe. I'm really excited about today's episode because it's been something I've been wanting to talk about for so long. But I didn't have the confidence really to talk about it. I didn't want to kind of come at it until I was sure that I could come from a place of non-judgment because I definitely have had a bit of a hard time reconciling some of the events that happened to me as a child and a teenager growing up in the church in a religion in a fixed set of rules and... I wanted to make sure that I was in a place in my life where I could really come at this without bias and just to bring my insight, my experience about really the difference between God, the universe, religion, spirituality, seeing things from a very linear perspective, like a linear boxed in religious perspective versus a broad universal perspective and I'm really excited to share this because I've come into contact with a lot of people that as I did grew up in a religion and had the experience that it was a really negative thing for them going forward in their lives because we'll get into it but A lot of the time, religions teach you that you are meant to be a certain way, act a certain way, think a certain way, 
And if you step outside of the lines even just a little bit, not only are you a bad person, but your soul is going to be damned in hell for all eternity. And it's just not true. Everyone has their own beliefs. I will say that over and over through this time. Everyone has their own beliefs. I have come to a place where I do not believe hell is this mystical place that you go when you die. I'm going to clear all of this up for you in terms of what I have learned and hopefully bring some encouragement. That That's the goal today really is if you've grown up in a system that has taught you that the person that you inherently are is not good enough or evil, then we're going to shake it up today and we're going to break down all of the reasons why that is not true. And so I hope you enjoy and uh, it's going to be fun. Let's get into it. All right. So my friends, if you're new to the podcast, Welcome, and I'm so glad that you're finding us on this particular episode because it's going to be really fun. Um, my name is Rochelle, and I am I'm an energy worker, essentially. This is shifting for me. I am fully stepping into the abilities that I have to heal these days, and it's really exciting, and it's one of the things that I was held back from for so long because growing up religious were... I was taught that there's only one way to heal and that is through Jesus Christ. And so it kept me from meeting my full potential for a really long time. I'm 33 years old and it's really just been the last few years since COVID happened and I've had to kind of, well, I didn't have to. I I chose to go on this path that ended up leading me to some deep personal development A lot of my trauma came up from my childhood, from past lives. I've been working through that and working through all of that has led me to the place in my life where now I can confidently stand up and say that I am a healer. I am an energy worker. I'm a spiritual intuitive. I connect with people on the other side. I speak with angels and life is beautiful and I wouldn't be where I am today had I not been raised religious and had to go through the difficult journey that I went through. And so I'm I'm here to share this today. I want to share with you guys how having your mindset shifted out of a rigorous system of beliefs can really open up your life. And so I'll share with you guys that I was raised as a Christian, but I was raised as a Christian in a really dysfunctional home. So I'm going to give you a little bit of my background. I'm going to talk about how it affected me growing up and how essentially the majority of my life was lived in a state of extreme anxiety and depression because of the beliefs that I was taught were true, true, true when I was a kid and how that really affected my mental health and how it wasn't until I had a total breakdown and started seeking professional help that I really began to understand that I was actually allowed to choose my own beliefs. So that's kind of the um, loose outline of how this episode is going to go. So when my mom started going to church, I was about 10 years old. I grew up in a blended family, so my mom had two kids, my dad had two kids, obviously they had me together. 
there was a lot of abuse and anger in the house. My dad was an alcoholic, long line of family trauma there. Um, he was really angry. He physically, verbally, and sexually abused everyone in the house in a different way. And my mom eventually, when, so when I was about 10, by that point, I'm also younger than my siblings by a lot. My closest sibling is eight years older than me. And so by the time I was 10, everyone was out of the house. It was just me, my mom, and my dad. And around that time was when my mom started going to church. So, you know, makes sense, right? Like she's got a little more time on her hands now. She's probably very unhappy in her life because she's living with this horrible, abusive man. And so she was looking for something to help fulfill herself. And so she started going to church and she got really involved. Like she was going to church like three times a week. And I remember feeling very lonely. Like I would go with her on Sundays, obviously, but then she was there like Sundays during the day, Sunday night, she was doing this program. She started playing on the worship team. So she was there like twice a week for practice for that. And it really felt like church kind of came in and took my mom away from me, to be honest with you. Even though she took me to a lot of the things, like I never wanted to go. It wasn't like a good feeling place for me. It always felt like kind of like, ugh. And so though from the time I was 10 on, I was raised as a Christian, I was still going to church and then coming home to a dad who was drunk and abusive. So it wasn't like I was raised in this Christian home where everything was super perfect and like everybody followed the rules and stuff like that. It was very far from that. And my parents, you know, separated eventually and then they got back together and they separated and then they got back together. So it was just extremely unstable. And I had a lot of anxiety from childhood abuse. For, for those of you guys who don't know, so my dad sexually abused me. That was the way that I got the the shitty end of the stick he was physical with some of my siblings and my mom he was verbally abusive towards pretty much everybody else except me I think because I was the, the youngest but I had this really complex relationship with him and I'm not going to get super into detail but just to say that the way that I was abused was done so in a way that came across as loving it was never angry like I was never raped or anything like that um, but it was, came across in this way that was like gentle and loving and your dad and like, you know, somebody you're supposed to trust. And so, but I knew it was wrong. I felt like it was wrong and I always felt like something bad had happened to me as a child. And it wasn't until I started actively working on my intuition with my beautiful, amazing friend, Colleen Winia, that this all started to come up for me. But as a child, I felt like something was always wrong and this is what it was. It was this core thing that was happening to me that I I couldn't really like, you know, vocalize. I didn't know at the time that it was wrong, but it caused me to have this intense sense of anxiety and fear. And I felt like I was always on the edge. So then on the other side of that was I was going to church with my mom and being taught that I needed to put all my faith in this heavenly father who was like the only way that I could kind of like, you know, go to heaven and be considered a good girl and a good person was to put my sense of faith and trust and everything that I had into this 
god in the sky like who was killed 2000 years ago and you know the concepts that you're trying to figure out like the father the son the holy spirit and they're all one and it's all very confusing to a child let alone a child who is being abused by her father so for me going to church and hearing that message was like I don't understand and it just it caused this sense of anger inside of me and I remember being really resistant and angry and irritated when I had to go to church especially as I got older I think by the time I was about 16 I stopped going but by that time my dad had hopped on board he was still having all of the issues that he had still alcoholic still angry um but he was at least trying I guess you can say and so by that point my parents were back together both going to church and the church was actually meeting at our house (laughs) not on Sundays but they did a bible study at our house and so it was like I couldn't get away from it and I I had so many issues with it like personally you know being told that I wasn't allowed to have sex before I was married being told that gay people were bad being taught that the end of the world was coming in my life and there was just so much fear it was all fear and it was all if the only way to avoid this fear is for you to do these things which are to stay in these little religious boxes that are designed to keep you afraid to keep you small so that you listen to what the church is saying. It's all about being in control. And you can agree with me or disagree with me. I have no judgment for you if you don't share the same opinions as I do. I am just speaking from my experience as somebody who spent a long time in a religion. So basically by the time I was about 17 years old, I was kind of living a double life. Like I I would go to my friends on the weekend and, you know, like a lot of teenagers do, we were, you know, saying that we were just going to be at a sleepover, but then we would go for a party and we would be drinking and smoking weed and I was having sex with my boyfriend and wearing a purity ring and, you know, like it, it was a really, I think that a lot of kids, like teenagers, when they're going through that phase of life, they know that they're doing stuff that's not great, right? It's like, okay, you're lying to your parents, you're you know, you're not doing the things that you say you're doing. Your parents don't know where you are. And like, it's obviously not great. But when you've been taught from the age of childhood that not only is doing these things bad because you just know that it's like not a good thing to do to be dishonest, but you're also taught that you're going to hell to do these things. Like, I want you to really, if you weren't raised religious, I want you to really take a second and think about what that looks like and imagine how that might feel for a small child to hear that you are going to spend, like you only get one lifetime and you spend it here in service of somebody that you're never going to get to meet because they died 2,000 years ago trying to live up to this ridiculous set of standards that are impossible to meet and if you don't try you're going to hell your soul will spend the rest of eternity being tortured in hell like am I the only person who realizes how fucked that is it's wrong it's wrong and I just have 
such an issue. Maybe I'm not going to be able to do this without being judgmental. But to me, the fact that that is being taught to children, it's just such bullshit. And it's no wonder like we look around and people have mental health problems. Like, do you know what I'm saying? So anyways, by the time I got to be a teenager, I was really living a double life. And even though like I was always quote unquote such a good girl, like I never got caught when I started to really feel guilty about the fact that I was having sex with my boyfriend I told my parents like I was like look you guys this is what's going on and there were a lot of tears and my parents were so disappointed and it was like god can't you just accept me for who I am like I I felt like I could not be accepted for who I was you know like I wasn't I wasn't allowed to wear makeup for a long time I would get I was only allowed to wear certain clothes. My clothes would be changed if I tried to leave the house in a certain thing that wasn't like acceptable and just so much. Like it, it was it was a lot. I wasn't allowed to dye my hair and I just felt so trapped. And so no wonder when I graduated high school, I moved in with my boyfriend and we just really like kind of went off the rails. Like lots of drugs, lots of partying. And it didn't last very long for me because I'm a hypersensitive person. And so by living that way for about six months, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I went through a depression and broke up with my boyfriend, moved back into my house. By this point, my parents were getting a divorce. (laughs) And I spent this long summer with my dad and my sister. All of us had just ended long-term relationships. We were all just drinking and smoking weed every day and crying. And I was working at Blockbuster at the time. So I would work till 1 in the morning, come home, smoke weed, watch movies till like 4 in the morning, get some sleep, go back to Blockbuster. And it was really depressing. And so, you know, when you're on that religious path, at least my experience was that women – are basically meant to feel like the only job that they can do is be a wife and be a mom and be a slave. And so when I was trying to figure out, like I got out of this relationship, it was like, okay, religion's not working for me. Living and partying isn't working for me. Like what am I doing with my life here? This was when I was about 19. And I didn't know what to do. I knew I needed some structure And so this is when I went to hair school. Hair school was a really great thing for me. It taught me a lot of discipline. Uh, I went to Aveda for hair school and they were very strict on a lot of things. And so I definitely developed a good work ethic and um, had to work past my anxiety and communicate with strangers as I was doing their hair and stuff like that. And so I was really trying to figure out like what was happening with my life at this time. I really, I needed a path and I didn't know what to do. So I went to hair school and then I started working in a salon. I did that for a couple years and that's where I met my ex-husband. He was one of my very first regular clients and I just fell for him. He was just really nice guy. Like you could tell there was not a bad bone in his body and he was just like, He was driven, he was independent, he was determined, um, and I just loved everything he was doing. And so this is where I was at. I was 20, 20 when I met him, and, you know, I didn't know what to do with my life. Like, I had never been encouraged to educate myself. I had never been encouraged to, like, 
explore things and travel and find my own path. It was always just like get a man and get married and have somebody to take care of you because you're not capable of doing it by yourself. That is literally the message that I heard in church and that was reinforced through my family. And I know part of that is because that's the path my mom took. Like she was too afraid to strike out on her own and be a single mom, even though it would have been better for everyone in the family. But she was too afraid. And so by staying, maybe she never verbally said this to me, but by staying in that marriage that was so toxic, that's what she showed me. And, you know, she tried to leave a couple times, but she always went back. And so this was the idea that I grew up with having this church system followed by this experience in this family. And I just, when I, when I met Dorian, I had had a couple of serious relationship relationships by that time he and I were both in a relationship when we met and so nothing happened at the time but I was just sick of dating these guys who were like not able to you know quote unquote be men and support me the way that I was raised to believe I should be supported I was entitled to let's be honest I was entitled to it and it was all I believed I was capable of and so as I got to know Dorian my relationship was falling apart. So was his. Actually, this reminds me. I had a dream about his ex-girlfriend last night. That's so interesting. Um, anyways, our relationships were falling apart. We were getting closer. And by this point, I had opened my own little salon. It was like a one-chair salon. at the. It was a separate little detached suite from the house I was living in. Lots of good memories there. But we started dating when our relationships ended. And the very first night, you guys, the very first night that we ever hung out, I was like, hey, so this is what I want. Like, I want to get married. I want to have kids. I want to be a stay-at-home mom. And if you're not on board with that, then I don't really want to, like, have a relationship at all. I was like, I don't want to waste my time. I'm 22 years old. I'm getting old. Like, (laughs) this was the viewpoint that was shaped by being raised religious. I was like, I need a man. I need babies. And I need it right now. And so he was like, yeah, you know, like, that's kind of where I'm at in my life, too. He's a little bit older than me. And so we went into this relationship like with the goal in mind of getting married. And it happened really fast on a lot of different levels for a lot of different reasons. I really wanted to get married quickly. At this point, I was trying to like write my relationship with God. I was like, okay, look like I've lived kind of recklessly the last few years. I want to get back into it. I started going to church again. And I wanted to get married and have babies. And so we got married literally, you guys, six months after we started dating. And I got pregnant about four months after that. So that was a whole nother experience. I had a miscarriage when I was like 17 weeks pregnant. It was horrible and traumatic. And another depression followed at that time. And all of these things, it was just like I was pushing and pushing and pushing to create this life that I had been taught was the right life for me. And then eventually I did end up getting pregnant. You guys know I have a beautiful eight-year-old daughter. And when she came into our lives, I totally broke down. I had a complete mental and physical breakdown, postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, Um, insomnia, like intrusive thoughts. I was suicidal. It was a horrible experience. And so it was just the most ironic thing in the world that I had finally got myself at the age of 25 
to the place where I thought I was quote unquote supposed to be and I could not have been more depressed. I had never been more depressed in my life. It had never been diagnosed either but when I started having these intrusive thoughts, I didn't know if I was suicidal. I didn't know what was going on. So I did get help from my doctor and he immediately recognized what was going on. Thank goodness. And he set me up with a bunch of treatment. And so my postpartum breakdown was the beginning of my spiritual awakening. And there's a beautiful quote by the poet Rumi that is something like the the wound is necessary because the wound is the place where the light enters the darkness. And that was my postpartum experience. It was the darkness completely taking over and just shattering my world in order for the true light to come through, which is not the Father, the Son, and the Heavenly Spirit. It's the light that's within ourselves. And so this was the beginning of my spiritual awakening. All right, so let's talk about the breakdown. The breakdown for me was extreme. I was on suicide watch. My husband at the time had to take a two-month leave of absence to be home with me because I didn't trust myself to be left alone with my child. And this was on top of like living in the city that we were both born and tons of extended family and friends support. Like we had the church group, like everyone in our lives actively stepped up to support us. My sister came and visited us from Alberta. Like we had all the support in the world and he and I still struggled every single day just to get through the day because I was in such a deep, dark place like I was having anxiety attacks all day long for weeks it was like eight weeks of honestly hell this was hell for me it was I didn't know if I was ever going to see the light again there was nothing good in any moment like I felt like I was suffocating and it took everything that I had to get up and just make it through the moment and the interesting thing that happened was when I was going through this because I don't know if you've ever experienced a panic attack but it basically is when your nervous system is completely frazzled and fried out you cannot contain like you can't get yourself to a place of calm when you're experiencing them as I was because they were so intense they were back to back I wasn't sleeping like everything was compounding and creating this horrible experience and so a lot of the time what I found myself just intuitively doing was getting into child's pose now I had done prenatal yoga but child's pose wasn't one of the postures that you do because you can't <laughs> when you have a big ba baby in your belly but I so I I knew that yoga could be used with the deep breathing and stuff to calm yourself down and so I just took to it very intuitively like I would just lay in child's pose on the ground and just focus on my breathing I would cut out all the outside world and I would just go within and focus on my breathing. And that's how I spent a lot of the first couple of months of my daughter's life. And side note, 
that sucked for her, you guys. Like, you know, babies don't remember everything, but they certainly imprint, like my energy imprinted on her. And I do believe that's a big part of the reason why my daughter has some, you know, intense moods at times. Of course, they, all people do. And, you know, when you're a kid and you're going through a separation and COVID, like it's been crazy. But I do believe that that affected her in a way. But now I am clearing that out energetically and it's really exciting and so there's a lot of hope there but anyways I started to just really intuitively get down on the ground and like survive the moment it was like there was an earthquake going on around me at all times and I just had to hunker down and survive the moment now eventually I got through that time and I started taking really good care of myself I started exercising more and eating a bit better and getting a lot of counseling and learning about mental health particularly maternal mental health because I just couldn't believe that this was happening to people like I had always been around kids growing up in the church I used to volunteer in the nursery every Sunday so I was always around babies and new moms my sisters had kids like I had no idea that women were having this type of experience and turns out that's actually a lot more common than you might think one in five women have this type of an experience maybe not as extreme as mine mine was definitely more extreme than a lot of people but it's happening and because we're so ashamed about speaking about our mental health women are not sharing what they're going through and they're not getting the help they need and did you guys know that suicide is the number one cause of death in new moms suicide it's horrible and that's why I became so into wanting to talk about maternal mental health but turns out that's not where I'm meant to be so as I went through the healing process I started going to counseling. I started doing more yoga, yoga with Adrienne, you guys, for the Ignite group. I mean, I've talked about her a lot in my journey, but we've definitely been doing a couple of her videos in the Ignite group that I'm hosting right now to start off the new year. But um, going into counseling, it was funny because my my main concern like my counselor would be like okay so once we kind of had gotten myself to a point where I was stable she was like so what like what are you what do you want to do here like what's your goal and I was like you know what I just don't want to end up like my mom like I'm so concerned that I'm going to end up like my mom and you know like obviously I knew that I didn't want to end up like her because she lived her life like in a marriage that was so unhappy And that's not really what I was referring to specifically. I was just referring to like, now I'm a mom. I can see this experience that I've just had. And I just see the future, like me constantly having to battle with my mental health. And like, I want to make sure that that's not the way that it is. And so I want to make sure that I'm doing everything I can because I felt like my mom, no offense to her, did not do everything that she could have, you know, like she didn't go to counseling. She didn't take the kids to counseling. Like there's a lot that you can do when you're, unhappy and so I just wanted to make sure I was doing everything possible and so we really got into like deep dive talking about beliefs and this was the first time that I learned about beliefs you know when I was 25 years old I had no idea up to that point that I was actually capable of choosing my own beliefs and so we talked about like my history of depression and anxiety and always feeling like I was never good enough and being judged for the things that I wanted to do and you know being sent to hell for those things and she was like well well 
who like who's saying these things and I was like well everybody that I fucking grew up with and she's like okay but just because everybody says something does that make it true and I was like I guess not but it's kind of hard to believe that and one of the reasons just side note that I chose this counselor I did a lot of research before choosing my counselor and I spoke with a couple and she was the one who I really felt connected to is because she herself was a female who went to a Mormon church so different religion but she spoke at the church regularly and so she was the leader in the church and that first of all was something for me growing up in the Baptist church that I grew up in. It was like that's a big no-no. Like even my mom getting onto the worship team, um, I remember there was a lot of battle about her place on the team and not being able to move into a place of leadership because she was a woman. And so I was like this is cool. Like this is a, a person who's Going to a Mormon church, I believe it was Mormon. Maybe it wasn't Mormon. No, you know what? What was it? Oh, it starts with an M. I think it was a longer name. Anyway, she went to a church that welcomed homosexual people. And I was like, wow, a female leader at a church that welcomes anyone and everyone. Like, this is the kind of religion I want to learn about. Mennonite. That's what it was. It was Mennonite. And so, you know, having somebody who also, like, believed in quote-unquote God and kind of having a structure to govern your life but not having it be so stringent and not believing that if you don't follow those rules you're going to hell like she didn't hold that belief and I was like this is great and it really empowered me to understand that I can choose to believe what I want to believe like just because somebody else tells you two plus two is five you don't have to believe that and it's a lie and so it's good to have discernment and to really check in with yourself about what resonates for you because for some people obviously millions of people Christianity works and as long as you are being kind and you're not tearing other people down and instilling fear in others then great because as I've gone on my journey the more I learn about actually who Jesus was and what his mission was he was here to love people like he worked with the prostitutes and you know he spent his time with people who other people didn't want to spend their time with because they thought they were dirty and bad and he was really in there with those people and so over the couple of thousands of years between when he was alive and now the message has been really warped and it's been really adopted by the patriarchy to keep people small. And again, you can pick and choose if this works for you. If you're listening this far and you've been with me for like half an hour so far, then I'm assuming that this is resonating with you. Um, So just know that like if you're feeling uncomfortable, you might be feeling like you're a bad person for even listening to this episode of a podcast. You're not. You're allowed to hear different things and have other people have opinions and you can disagree with other people's opinions in a way that's loving without being an asshole and it doesn't make you a bad person and it doesn't mean that you're going to hell. So through that process of having my breakdown and then building myself up, I've ended up building myself to the most authentic version of myself that I have ever known and I continue to walk more and more into alignment with that path as I evolve spiritually. So Let's get to the part of this where we talk to, where we speak to religion versus spirituality and really the narrow view of 
quote unquote, what I refer to as God versus the expansive view of the universe. Religion versus spirituality. Once I stepped onto the path of spirituality, I really found myself. And the main reason for this is because when you are raised religious, at least in my experience, you are taught that all of your ex, like all of your power comes from an external source, which is God. When you, which by the way, leads you feeling completely disempowered because it feels like you have to reach out, you have to call on somebody else, you have to ask for forgiveness when you do something wrong. It just makes you feel like you're not good enough and you don't have any power yourself. Whereas on the other hand, the path of spirituality is really all about discovering the fact that we are all united, we are all made of the same stardust essentially you know like we are all one and that means that I am the same as God and so are you and so is everyone else and so what it does is it takes that power and it puts it directly inside of you which is really empowering and it makes you feel like you can accomplish anything because you know that everything you're ever going to need is within you and you have that divine guidance at all times because you are divine and so it's this complete power shift from feeling suppressed to feeling empowered it makes you understand that you don't need anyone or anything else you have everything that you need inside of you and so does everybody else and that's a beautiful thing And the way that this really kind of solidified itself for me was I had a second breakdown as I was in my early mothering days when my daughter was about two and again took to my yoga mat and really started spending a lot of time there doing more more not really like yoga but like meditation. And so what I would do was I would go to the Yoga with Adrian YouTube channel, bless her heart. And I would just put her background, her videos on in the background. Like I would just lay on my yoga mat in child's pose and breathe and just listen to what she was saying. And of course I would do some yoga, but it was really just about me having her guidance and all of the wonderful things that she would say and everything was really empowering and said with love. Nothing was coming from a place of fear, which was what I had been raised to believe is that everything is fucking scary as fuck. And so another difference between religion versus spirituality for me was that religion was everything is taught because everything is scary and you need to walk a very thin straight line in order to be loved and accepted. Whereas spirituality is everything is love and there is room for everyone and we are all divine and unified. And it's just, it's dark and light and it's heaven and hell as far as I'm concerned. So when I started really taking the time to not even watch these yoga videos, but to just listen to the message, I could feel my consciousness expanding as my eyes were closed and I was laying on my yoga mat. I could feel just all of these new understandings. I'm getting shivers as I'm saying this, you guys. Flooding into my, my being and just really getting it for the first time like, oh my gosh, we are 
there's so much more than what I have been led to believe. And the possibilities are endless. And so this is when I started doing like the 30-day yoga challenges with Adrian. Like I would just do them not even at the new year, but I just went back and I just started going through them. And I was just like really getting more and more in tune with my body, started to tap into my intuition, started creating boundaries in my life with people who were not aligned with where I was going because I knew intuitively that if I kept the same connections that I was keeping I was just going to stay stuck in the same place and so I really started growing and evolving and eventually realized that I'm not a monogamous person and so you know my marriage kind of had to go because of that we tried to work it out it didn't really work out um and then we went through the whole COVID thing happening and that is its whole other own thing because that was essentially what I was taught was hell on earth and the end times and I lived through it as a single mom and I started a business and I was thriving and am thriving and this is the whole thing right like there there are people who you know went through COVID and completely let it take them down and then there are people like myself who really have thrived through this horrible thing that we all went through and it was really like this collective dark night of the soul that the human species went through because we are going through an evolution we are going through a raising of consciousness we are moving into a fifth dimensional way of being which is based in love whereas the third dimensional way that we've done things for the last few thousand years is based in fear and hate and division and we are moving to this more unified front this ascension is happening and spirituality is honestly at the forefront of it it is it's how we are going to understand that we are all connected and um it's way of the future you guys I'm telling you but um that yeah that that is really how it all came to be for me was going through a total breakdown and realizing that the person that I was taught to be was not in alignment with who I actually am. I believe a lot of people will resonate with that and it's why we experience so much depression, why we're anxious about things, why we continue to drive ourselves to jobs that we fucking hate five days a week and spend the majority of our time there because we've been conditioned to believe that that's where we need to be because that's what we're worthy of but it's not. We can create whatever lives we want to create. We are literally co-creating with the universe every moment of every day and so putting intention into what you're creating is so massively important um but at the at the end of the day for me religion is a trap and spirituality is the freedom of the universe and like it's the it's the universal source of freedom it's the pathway to understanding that you have this freedom and this abundance and that that is your birthright and that you don't have to live in a place of scarcity and lack just because that's what generations before us have done and this is where generational healing comes in you guys all of you who are specifically moms who are working through generational trauma doing the work that is so incredibly difficult and painful and you're letting it move through your body 
Like this is why you're doing it because you are the chain breaker and you are cutting it off at the source and you're saying, no, this isn't working anymore and I'm going to be the one to change things and have something better come for the future. So if you are on this path, like kudos to you. You are doing such a fantastic job and your kids are going to benefit from it and your kids' kids, and your kids' kids' kids, and like you really are part of a really important evolution that is happening right now. So keep doing the good work. Um, I feel like this went by really fast today. Everything just flew out, and I'm grateful for that because there's a lot of things that I'm trying to accomplish today. So thank you, universe, for this guidance and this channel of just information that has come forward. Um, and I hope that that, I hope this is supportive to you guys. I hope that if you were raised religious and maybe no one has ever told you before that you are allowed to think your own thoughts, here it is. This is your permission slip. Please live your own life. Do not do what those before you did just because you feel like you think. You don't feel it. You, you feel that it's wrong and you know that, but your brain is telling you that you should think a certain way because that's what you've been programmed to believe so it's all about deprogramming yourself into this place of just space where you let yourself find who you really are and in that process you are going to need support you're going to need to come into alignment with people who believe the same things as you who are on a journey who are truth seekers and so I recommend that you connect on Instagram there's a really beautiful community forming there of people who are just seeking their own truth and going through their own journeys, I would be lovingly so happy to help you with some intuitive guidance or some energy healing or some energy clearing if that's something that you would like to try out then please follow the links below you can also just set up a complimentary consultation if you know that you want some healing done but you're not exactly sure what direction that should take then please connect with me and I would absolutely love to support you and you know at the end of the day I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you guys with this song I love ending the podcast with a song. I'm going to leave you guys with this song by a ironically Christian artist. This is from Toby Mac. He he has got such great music. And while a lot of his messages, you know, talk about the Father and Jesus and quote unquote God, I just, I personally feel like the word God is um, very negative. I don't like the, the term. Um, because it makes me think of an old white man sitting on a throne in heaven judging me. Whereas the term universe for me feels so expansive and inclusive and just like beyond the scope and all possibilities are there. So I like the, the word universe. And Toby Mac is one of those people who is like a great example of somebody who is raised in the faith, the religious faith, but continues to hold true to really the the core you know the core of Christianity which is about love it's just been so diluted and um perverted and just there's been so much negativity around it but that is at the core end of the day like what we're all striving for here is just to live in a place where there's more love and that love you guys starts with the self by the way and so I'm going to leave you with one of his songs, which is Speak Life. And this song is all about just like, no matter where you've come from or who you're talking to or what you're going through, speak life into every situation because that's really the key to 
living living in harmony is being kind and choosing to speak life every single day. So I hope that you guys found this podcast interesting, useful, supportive, and we will speak soon. Thank you for listening. Bye. Some days life feels perfect, other days it just ain't working. The good, the bad, the right, the wrong, and everything in between. Yo, it's crazy, amazing, we can turn our heart through the words we say. Mountains crumble with every syllable, broken, live or die. So speak life.